0: Zach Blackerby, Lindsey Crosby, we are now joined by Lisa salt with Lee Russell Council of Governments. Lisa, good morning. How are you?
1: Great. How about you guys?
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, uh, you sat down and I asked you how things are going at uh, at Lee Russell, and you're like, they are rocking. They and that are rocking.
1: Yeah, there's just a lot going on. We've got several programs. We're opening up things, so we're just excited that we're going to get back to whatever that new normal is. Sure. Right? Things are picking up, and we are just excited about it.
0: Yeah, and and you guys have done such a good job adapting. I mean, a lot of the folks you guys work with are are, are folks that, you know, can be impacted by, you know, some of the stuff going on the most. And so that's, uh, it seems like you guys have been step for step with everything, and and I'm sure um, you guys are, are happy to be on this side of that.
1: Most definitely. And we're, um, matter of fact, we're opening up our office July the 6th, so we're going to okay. lobby and the conference room is going to be open so where people can come in and drop off paperwork or I see one of our case managers, our senior centers open back up. Uh, three days a week, and seniors are being, either they're driving in or being transported by our public transit, and so they get social interaction, some educational uh, seminars, workshops, and then they also get that meal, Mm -hmm. that lunch, and able to go back home, and so we're hoping that it goes to five days a week, so we're just getting back, and of course our transit system did not stop, and we have Right now, there is no cost to use our public transit. Uh, We took away the fares uh, during COVID, and we're going to keep doing that. So we're really excited about getting back to, you know, opening up some things that had to be closed and getting back to serving our clients.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. And So in the meantime, there are some events and things that you guys are going to be doing that are coming up over the next few weeks, including something happening on June 15th, but really the, the weeks leading up to that as well. Right.
1: So... Between June 1st and June 15th, we're going to be getting the word out about how to detect and prevent elder abuse. Um, you hate to think that that's something that you even have to talk about, but believe it or not, there are you know, Alabamians, uh, seniors that are dealing with um, neglect, mm. um, you know, physical abuse, financial, emotional, and even sexual abuse. Uh, with our elder and our seniors and so we want to get that word out so june the 15th is actually world elder abuse awareness day but we want to do some outreach events on our social media uh, educating people about what's happening with elder abuse and you know about five million or one in ten seniors in america are dealing with this type of abuse and believe it or not they know their abusers. It's usually a family member, someone very close to them. It could even be in the, uh, you know, a senior facility mm-hmm. that they're living at, and they know their abusers. Family so, member or
0: caregiver. Right, is most, it's most yeah. times it's it's is what's happening. It's awful. Yeah. It is like, there's not many things that get me fiery, but whenever I I'm in the bank and I find an elder abuse situation, oh, I get hot. It's that terrible. Is, it is the worst thing to me. Yeah.
1: Right, and a lot of the cases go unreported. I mean, they're not, you know, just because of just, they don't want to report a family member or a caregiver. They're afraid that they'll lose that support. And so it's really an epidemic that we need to address, and so one way to do that is we're going to be holding an event on Tuesday, June the 15th, and we're asking people, and the name of the event is Take the Elder Abuse Pledge, and it's going to be at Central Activity Center in Phoenix City at 10 a.m., Eastern Standard Time, and so we're inviting individual and agencies to come out and take that pledge and find out ways you can stop elder abuse. If you can't, if you can't come to our event, you can have your own event. You and we're going to be purple is the color. It's a purple ribbon, and we're okay. going to be releasing balloons um, to commemorate the event, and then also other organizations can hold their own event. And we're gonna be doing, that week, we're gonna be educating our own staff about it. Um, We have different departments, we have public transit, economic development. We want everybody in our office to know how to prevent, detect, and report it. And so, um, there's different things you can do. I mean, one thing is to learn the signs of elder abuse. And really know if your family member is, you know, experiencing this. Um, You can visit seniors in the nursing homes or in your neighborhoods because isolation is one way that leads into this type of abuse when seniors are isolated. And basically just get involved and know what's going on and the signs and be able to report it.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so what what are some of the resources that, that you guys have at Lee Russell to help equip people with this information? So
1: we can get them fact sheets. We can definitely get them the pledge. We're doing banners um, at our office in different locations, um, posters, stickers. We're just trying to get the word out so we can support if someone does want to do their own uh, event on the 15th uh, to take that elder abuse pledge. And basically that pledge is saying that you're going to report it and you're going to stand up for people who can't. Speak for themselves. That's awesome. And so, um, and also just how to report it. So, if you suspect elder abuse and then they're in immediate danger, you need to call 911. Okay. But also, you can report it to DHR, uh, the Adult Protective Service office, and then also call our office. If you need resources or you don't know where to go, then we're going to help you, and we'll get you directed to the right place. But our main goal is to get word out of how to prevent and detect elder abuse.
0: What what are some of the, the bigger signs that folks could look for?
1: So a lot of it is going to be, the most obvious is like the bruises, the marks. Um, but some of the things you may not think about is a change in alertness, maybe depression. Um, also, there may be frequent arguments with the caregiver and the senior. Um, also, financial situations. I th- we talked about that last month. Yeah,
0: we have talked about this from the financial aspect. Right. So, yeah.
1: you know, also if they're you know, their medical needs are not being taken care of, poor hygiene, they've lost a lot of weight. Um, and then if... You know, what happened a lot of times is those caregivers are using, you know, power control over these individuals. So you can kind of see some of those signs. And if you notice those, then you want to go ahead and report those.
0: Lisa Slaughter, Lee Russell, Council of Governments, joining us this morning. We continue our conversation next. Zach and Lindsay joined by Lisa Slaughter, Lee Russell, Council of Governments this morning. All right, so we we talked about elder abuse awareness, uh, what you guys are going to be doing over the next few weeks for that, leading up to the 15th. What else is happening at Lee Russell?
1: So I did want to let everybody know about the Alabama CARES Older Relative Caregiver Program. And so what this does is it helps grandparents or older relatives who are taking care of children in their homes because a parent is not, their parent is not able to care for them. Um, And so, you know, caregiving is, you know, we, those of us who have children, it's rewarding, but it can it also though? be. Is it though? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we, it is. We have the time. It, it is. Time. It it is. I, I most gonna, of the time Most of the time. Right? And I was going to say that. Most of the time. But it can be um, stressful and it can create some <laughs> anxiety and even possibly if you're overwhelmed, some depression. So this program wants to basically support grandparents right. and older relatives who may be in these situations and need some additional assistance. And basically the program, those who are eligible are a caregiver that's age 55 or plus, caring for a child 18 or under, or a child with a severe disability. And this can include a grandparent, step parent, or other relative by blood or marriage that lives with the child. So mm. the primary caregiver of the child is with that grandparent or older relative, like I said, because the biological parents or adoptive parents are unable to serve as the primary caregiver. And so some of the things that we can provide is if they need assistance to local resources, how do they access them, help them sign up for them, and then also provide some relief in-home services, or if they need to uh, go out and do shopping or errands, we can provide some in-care respite. And then also if the children need to go to after-school care or summer camp, we can provide some of that financial assistance. And so some of the things that we've done, uh, we've provided for graduation costs, uh, summer camp, um, choir camp. We've also done school fees if they needed a gift card to go buy school supplies or, um, you know, electronic equipment for school. And so we did some things during COVID, gas cards, and we even done some home repairs.
0: Wow. So all kinds of stuff.
1: Yeah. So we definitely want to support, you know, kind of going back to the elder abuse, not, you know, Caregivers need support, and sometimes they need a break. And it's so, hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is hard, especially when you're a grandparent. You've already raised your children, but you you know, and there are a lot of people that are taking care of their grandchildren. Yeah. And so, um, and for whatever reason, this this program tries to support that, and there, it's not income-based, but, you know, donations and cost shares are accepted. So there is some eligibility, and if, if somebody is interested to find out if they qualify, uh, they can call our office at 749-5264. Okay. Easy and ask as that. For, and ask for Lisa Askew.
0: Okay. Fantastic. Lisa saw Lee Russell, Council of Governments, joining us this morning. Other upcoming things with Lee Russell that we want to put some light on this morning?
1: Sure. Well, we um, I think I talked about it maybe a couple of months ago, but we do have a new revolving loan fund program that right. we received some funding through the Department of Commerce, and it is... Our Economic Resilience Revolving Loan Fund. And it's basically to target and provide relief to businesses in Lee and Russell County who may have suffered or felt the impacts of COVID. And so we have several other loan programs, uh, but this one is gonna target, like I said, providing some of that relief. And it is, we can lend up to 25 to 250,000. We do at or below prime. We have fixed interest rates and we'll do working capital, uh, land and building, and uh, equipment, so uh, we just support that business but we also work with local banks We'll do up to 40% with the bank doing 60 and the bar providing an equity injection of 10 Cool. Yeah, so we definitely want to get the word out that we do have some new funding and if there are businesses that need some relief to give us a call and we can see, uh, go through the loan process, we have an application and a loan committee and, of course, there's financial documents sure. as with any loan. So uh, definitely want to get the word out and if people are interested, have them call our office.
0: Lisa Saug, Lee Russell Council of Governments, joining us this morning. Zach Blackerby, Lindsey Crosby, we are joined by Lisa Saug, Lee Russell Council of Governments this morning. All right, Lisa, we've got a few minutes left uh, before the end of the hour. What else do we want to talk about this morning?
1: Well, I just kind of want to touch base and just let everybody know if you want to find out just the different services. I know I talk a lot about our aging services, but we do have public transit. We have two systems, uh, one in Lee County and one in Phoenix City. We also have a planning and economic development department, uh, which is where our revolving loan fund is. But if you want to find out about our our programs, especially our aging programs, you can call our Aging and Disability Resource Center, and they can get you information on all our different programs from our senior, our ex prescription drug assistance program to our senior centers that I just talked about, sure. to our home-delivered meals, um, to our Medicare counseling, senior employment, our volunteer opportunity for seniors. So there's just a lot that you can find out. Um, you can also go to our website, lrcog.com, or our Facebook is where we post a lot of our information, even you know job vacancies. So there's just a lot that you can learn about our agency and and if you have questions just about if you're eligible for those services, our ADRC counselors are going to find out and do an assessment and see whether you have resources available through our agency or other agencies.
0: Yeah, before the first time you came in, I was kind of trying to figure out, you know, what exactly it was that you guys do because I was just unfamiliar. And I went to y'all's website and I started clicking around. I was like… Oh, my gosh, they do so many things.
1: Right. They do so many things. Like, I don't know what I'm going
0: to ask her about.
1: Yeah, so we have 50 different programs. And then with COVID, we've gotten more. We've got funding through CARES. We've gotten more programs and additional funding. So, you know, we're about to roll out some vaccination outreach. And so there's just a lot going on, like I said, and new Funds are coming in. You know, the state is definitely trying to push, making sure our seniors are vaccinated and just residents in general. And so we can even assist with that. If you can't get online or you need some help setting up a vaccination or need transportation, give us a call and we want to work with you.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for the for the folks that missed the the top of our conversation, Lisa, you guys are kind of planning to open things back up and get closer to, uh, you know, normalcy in the near future.
1: Most definitely. So July 6th, we will have our lobby and our conference room open. Um, we've And so people can, you know, come in if they need to drop off or, you know, see someone. Because a lot of times, you know, seeing someone through the door or out in the parking lot, how we've been doing it, yeah. you know, you want that face-to-face contact. And then also our senior centers are open. So if somebody was even interested in starting to, attend one of our senior centers they could give us a call so we are definitely starting to open back up and of course like i said our transit is available for just trips in general but also vaccinations if you need a ride to get vaccinated
0: what has been the general mood and conversation between some of the elders and some of your clients and you guys as far as you know being at this stage of the pandemic almost being out of it and returning back to normal I mean, are, are they are they excited or are they ready for it
1: almost oh, definitely i mean i think you know, I think I talked about the senior centers and just when we went to deliver meals during the pandemic where people were ready to get back to the senior centers, dress up, see their friends, you know, get a social interaction. So I think people are I know they're excited yeah. and we want to get back to where we can do four hours a day, five days a week and offer that and have different programs and have them get back to some type of normalcy, but also really the social interaction is so key to a lot of things that happen. a lot of our personal wellness and just physical, I just think it's, it's great that we're getting back to, to, to business. Yeah,
0: no, it's, it's been fun to see people come in and being just in a generally better mood and more energetic and, you know, hope is kind of a big word. Yeah. I think a lot of people are, are very hopeful for for uh, us to kind of be back to normal by the end of the summer. So, um, Lisa, if you would, once again, go through all the uh, ways people can reach out to you guys as well as uh, where they can go to find more information.
1: So, if you want to call our office, it's uh, 749-5264, or you can go to our website, lrcog.com, or our Facebook page. We also have Instagram. So... Different ways you can get in touch with us, but please reach out if we can help you. Um, that's what we're here for, not just for seniors, but for residents in Lee and Russell County.
0: Sure, absolutely. Lisa, thank you so much for your time, thank as you. always, and we will chat again next month.
1: Yeah, next month.
0: That is Lisa Sont with Lee Russell, Council of Governments. Lindsey Crosby, good show. Good show. We'll see it again tomorrow. I think we should. We'll be back tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Have a fantastic day, everyone, and get back to work.